wrestling fans, it's Quentin Charisma. Hey, that's me. And today I'm with Jeremiah Plunkett. Yellow again, everybody. Jeremiah Plunkett and Quentin Charisma. By golly, we are smack dab on ringside and ready to go through another big week of the Territorial Wrestling Review Podcast. Quentin? What's going on? Oh man, another day in paradise. How are you doing, sir? Ah, fat, lazy, and ugly as usual. Ah, good day, good day then. <laughs> it's possible. Um, so uh, before we start, um, something sucked so bad this week happened. Scott Bowden passed away. Oh man, I personally didn't know him. Uh, had you know interactions with him online and stuff. Several small chats over the years and stuff, but man, uh, it just sucked. I don't know if you've heard or anything what happened. I haven't heard anything. I haven't really been on much line the last couple of days that much. So, um, but man, it sucks, especially because he's me and him the same age. He's forty eight. I'm forty eight. Um, so that's scary on that part. But uh, man, just uh, a guy that was really, really funny, a really knowledgeable. Um, Historian about Memphis wrestling, especially uh, 70s and 80s, then up into the 90s when he started working for the promotion. Um, I think he was very, very underrated. Um, I, to me, he's in the top five all-time Memphis managers, and I think he can have been higher than that if he would have been in a different time period. That early 90s, the mid-90s time period just wasn't a really good time. Um, put him in the late seventies, early eighties. That boy was gold. Um, he he would just the way he his pre his way his presence, it just heat. He it just he was a natural heat man, especially to wrestling fans, because he had that whole "I'm better than you, I'm a frat boy," which was a shoot, and it, it just got it would get heat so easy. So I mean, very underrated, overlooked his work. Um, his little banner back him and back and forth with uh with Tate Brown was funny and then then his with um, always talking about Eddie Marlin. But it's just uh it was really good. Uh, an overlooked, underrated, uh sad loss. because uh, uh, like I said he he was outside of wrestling, you know, they uh, you know, after he got out of the wrestling he did a lot of um writing and stuff in his podcast was really good. I liked it until Brian Last got a whiny hair up his butt and kicked him off because somebody complained. Um, but he started it back up, but really never got it going good and everything. But he'll be missed. It's sad uh, all the way around. But, uh, so I guess we start this off with a, <laughs> with a bummer, I guess. Yeah, it is a bummer. Scott Bowden, um, so the 90s was the era when I started watching Memphis Wrestling. And Scott Bowden was the manager that that was my era of Memphis wrestling. You know, the, the Cornettes had already come and gone. Uh, the Jimmy Hearts were already in WCW. Scott Bowden was the guy I, I loved to hate when I watched wrestling on Saturday mornings. And you're right, his banter back and forth with Lance and Dave were hilarious. Um, he, he was really good about playing up the Bowden last name saying he was related to Bobby Bowden yeah. and hitting people with a Florida State helmet. Yes, uh, that's great. Really good memories, man. <laughs> um, and like you said, as far as being a wrestling historian, I believe his podcast and his website was Kentucky Fried Wrestling. Yeah. Uh, and they had fantastic merchandise and very 
very knowledgeable articles and the podcasts as well. Uh, and from everything I've heard, I've never met the gentleman. From everything I heard, though, excellent, excellent individual. Uh, he will be missed in Memphis wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a sad day. Sad day. Um, uh, I don't know what they're going to do with um, that. You know, his. Um, see, he was going to shut down the. Uh, what's it called? Memphis Wrestling Tees. Um, oh really? I, I didn't see. I didn't even know he was over that. Memphis Wrestling Tees. Yeah. Is another fantastic. With all the has all the Memphis gimmicks and stuff on it. Uh, oh yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, that's. I think that's his, ain't it? Yeah, Memphis I, Wrestling Tees. I'm not sure. Yeah, that one is. Uh, I think that's what it was called. Um, we had the the Lawler shirts and the and the the little magnets and yeah, that, yeah. that's the, that's yeah. the website you're thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I thought I'm pretty sure it was Memphis Wrestling. Like I tried the thumb and I was like, is it? Yeah, Memphis Wrestling. He was going to start shut it down after Christmas, and then um, he decided to keep it up. And then just last week, he was on there advertising um, the uh, mask, the uh, made uh, the Jerry Lawler mask and stuff they made for the. For the virus stuff going around, he was selling, fixing. A, uh, he might already put them on there. I know he put pictures of them on there. I don't know if he'd actually put them there to sell yet, but um, uh, yeah, he, he was. He was like I said, he was going to shut it down, and then he uh, decided to keep it back up, and um, uh, it, it just it just sucks, man. But hopefully, uh, I know uh, Travis Bickle was Hinkle Bickle. What's his name? Is it Hickle Bickle? What's the guy's name? I believe it. I believe it's Hickle. Hickle, yeah. He does the artwork and stuff and all that stuff, so I'm hoping that maybe they'll keep it going in Scott's memory. But um, all right, we're gonna uh, get to the show. Uh, we then spent about six, seven minutes on that, but yeah, that it just sad day. Um, so we're gonna review CWA Memphis show from for April 25th, 1987. As always, Indiana, Evansville, Indiana feed. Um, it's our Number 17th show. 17 for us. Uh, so that means this show would have been taped in Memphis on April 18th, 1987. Uh, as soon as we start to play, we push the old play button on YouTube. We get no opening, and the show starts off right in the middle of a match with Jerry Lawler and, and Tony Burton. Yeah, and it seems we, we probably, judging by the way the rest of the match goes, uh, we didn't miss a lot. No. Uh, a lot of... A lot of Tony Burton running his mouth. Every bump he takes, he's to the floor, jaw jacking with the fans and the referee. Yep. Um, but it was a fun match, and I saw the best drop kick from Jerry Lawler I've ever seen. Yeah, that's probably Lawler hits him with a hip toss and threw a nice drop kick. But pretty much everything else was a typical Lawler match. He ended it with the atomic fist drop off the second. But yeah, it was. Um, and and Burton tried to kick right at three. I didn't even notice. I was looking to make sure where he hit him at because it looked like he overshot him a little bit almost. Because I was looking where he was going to hit. I didn't even notice him because uh, I because when he covered him, I rewound it every time to see if he actually hit him. Because when he came out, it looked like he was overshooting him. So I never actually saw the, the pin. <laughs> yeah, he tried the old kick ski at three. <laughs> so basically, it was uh, a Keith Eric match. Yeah, pretty much. A lot, a lot of... Powder, Pretty much. a lot of bump powder talk, bump powder talk, <laughs> and kick out yeah, of the finish. That's a tag team we need. You know, uh, I, I, I was doing some research this week, and I'm getting off, way off topic. I, I ran across, Keith Eric passed away uh, about five or six years ago from cancer. 
I oh, didn't, man, I didn't, I didn't that, know that. That's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that. And I saw that I was. I felt bad, you know, because he was very. He was very entertaining. So um, to Keith Eric's family, God bless y'all. Um, so yeah, it's a typical match. Uh, like I said, we only we it wasn't long. Uh, would it go? But did it say what three minutes? I think with the time they gave on it. So yeah, something like that. So we we didn't miss that much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some yeah, we it, we didn't miss much at all. So they um uh they go over down to Lance at the desk. Uh, he talks and he uh, talks about the uh, Lawler and Idol feud and um, he pitches it to a video. We haven't seen a video in a while. Yeah, we haven't. Um, and I think the only video we have seen has been the the last in and actually I think the only video we've seen all year long has been the soul. Well, now we saw an old Bam Bam Bigelow video from, but that was yeah. Like, but that was, other than that, you're right, Soul Train Jones. It's like the only one we've seen. So they cut. They had a video and it's uh, Eclipse of Lawler and Idol. Uh, and it's the music is Final Countdown by Europe. And what I got from this was, man alive, the Mid-South Coliseum had some good matches with them. That's where it was yeah. going on the money. TV, they wouldn't, people in Memphis were seeing the good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, there's a couple times, a couple clips from that that I, I'm not sure at Mid-South that looked a little different, but the majority were. And both guys could sell so well. Yep. Uh, anytime that Austin Idol was on offense, you know, Jerry looked hurt. He's begging and scratching and clawing. But the look on Idol's face and the bumps he was taking once that strap came down and Jerry fired fired up, this is a, a highlight video of two of the best of the business, man. Yes, it was really good. So uh, they cut the break. Um they have Lance standing for the Evansville uh, Wednesday, April 29th, 1987, Evansville Coliseum card. Uh, Bruno Bubba and Goliath's already standing there. Um, Lance talks about the stretcher match. This is a good old grudge match with uh, Travis and Diamond. And I'll note, there they go with this stupid editing. They need to edit these loop tapes. Because we know, now we find, you know, find out that Jarrett won, won the match. He got Travis to come, was able to come back. That sucks. Then uh, he says, the tag team match with uh, Fabulous One Steve Kern. He says, they don't have a match. Will Bambi be at stake with the Hunter and Allen West? And he says, the Harlem gang uh, battle with Bubba and Goliath against Soul Train Jones and Rocky Johnson. So that's what, remember last week, he... Um, Let's he see. said Harlem, yeah. yeah. He said Harlem instead of Pittsburgh. So they must have had but a Harlem. Here's, here's the thing about that, though. Neither Rocky Johnson or Soul Train Jones are from Harlem. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know. but um. Oh, I know. It's just a little messed up. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, then Bruno talks. They start talking. Bruno talks twice. Bubba talks. Goliath says nothing as usual. Basically just talking about the match and everything. And uh, they come back to the studio, Lance is standing, music hits, and it's word up. I'm like, okay, Travis is back. Change back to the music. Quit using word up. It didn't get over. It's not going to get over. Go back to Notorious. But they didn't. They stuck with uh, Cameo's word up. 
Uh, Travis and Jarrett come out. Jarrett's wearing the neck brace. Um, yeah, I, I, I got to say, I was happy to see Billy back because I got from Lance Russell, Billy my boy. Yep, Billy my boy. Yeah, and uh, so Lance and Billy start talking. Um, talks about uh, Jeff winning the match. Billy gets got to come back. And um, uh, I didn't, Billy stuck out his hand. And I, I did you know, I didn't think Jeff was ever going to shake his hand. Yeah, it was there for a while. <laughs> I was like, okay, what was it to do here? And, uh, uh, so then Jeff, uh, then Lance goes over to Jeff, starts talking to Jeff. Jeff talks about him and Tanaka. Uh, Jeff takes off a neck brace, tells Tanaka he didn't get the job done. Um, I, this, I think, was the best interview Billy Travis has ever done. Absolutely, and I think... He didn't stumble, he looked serious, and it, it was good. Yeah, it, well, he took his time. Yeah. Because he, he was trying to tell that story of having to take care of his mother, yep. and he is being very humble about it. I, I think he struggles and stumbles, at least right now, because he, he'll go on to be a great promo. Yeah. But right now, I think he struggles when he has to speed it up and yeah. show intensity. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was about putting it's the best one. Uh, then they, uh, well, do you got any more about that? Because I didn't write much about Jeff talking. He just basically him and Tanaka and just. I'm, not really. I mean, Jeff, Jeff's promo was fine, but like he hasn't developed into Double J. Jeff no, right. yeah, they're, bo they're so, both really great talking. Really great. They're, yeah. they're, they're both doing the. Pointing at the camera, saying "brother" nine hundred and seventy-two times, and talking at a cadence that doesn't seem natural. Yeah, yeah. But both these guys will go on to be really good promos. Yeah, yeah. So then they cut. So Lance uh, throws it to another video, and this time it's Jeff. It's at the Jeff Jarrett and Pat Tanaka feud. Uh, Two video packages. Yeah. This is what turned me on to Memphis wrestling as a kid. Yeah. Music videos. Yeah, yeah. So they actually, so we get two different ones in one day, and it's like I said, it's the Jeff Jarrett Pat Tanaka feud video, and it's and the music is "No Way Out" by Robert Tepper, and it's from the Rocky Four soundtrack. Did you know that? I, I did. And if you're going to take music from any movie soundtrack that relates to pro wrestling, it's got to be Rocky. <laughs> Even the bad Rocky movies had great soundtracks. Yeah, yeah. So, but man, I watched that video. I, like I said, you know, I remember back in the day watching it, you know, and everything. Man, Tanaka and Jarrett worked so well with each other. I know it was a highlight clip, but still, I, I can remember going and watching it at the sports arena, and they just worked well together. Yeah, and I think what it is, it's. I mean, they were a tag team for a good while. Yeah. Uh, they're two young guys who are coming up in the business together. They're being right now put into a spot where they're, you know, the semi-main, main, depending on the card. Yeah. So they're really trying to prove that they belong where they're at. And they've got two of the best sellers and, and storytellers on top that they're both, A, learning from and, B, competing with. Yeah. And... And you see this, like, well, so when you watch the videos, they don't have the same intensity and expressiveness that Idol and Lawler have yet. They'll go on both of being great, huge characters, 
but they're working so hard and that comes out and they're doing stuff that nobody in Memphis was doing at the yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. And just Tanaka, just his bumps are just so crisp and clean and fast and just non-Memphis bumps. <laughs> yeah, basically. So. Yeah, the, the, there's, there's Bill Dundee and, and on one end of the spectrum and there's Pat Tanaka on the other as far as bumps. Yeah. Yeah. And well, and then later on in the career, Jeff Jarrett pretty much took over the Dundee bump. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> anyway, so uh, <laughs> um, they cut the break. It comes back uh, to the ring with the graphic showing. It says Chick Donovan with Paulie, and they said, "Like I said, I'm not. I'm just saying Paulie because they change the graphics. Say one thing. One announcer say one thing. One announcer the, they just it's all over the place. So I would just like I said, I'm just doing Paulie versus David Haskins." And I put note, and I'll have my notes. Chick Domin comes out to Janet Jackson's control. That's what I was going to ask you. Because <laughs> I, I, did, I didn't know the song from, yeah. what, from hearing it. So I literally have here, ask Quentin what this song is, he will know. And I put, the, the worst part of this thing is, Chick does not know when his cue is to come out. So he comes out early when Janet's still talking, and he's already and just stands there. <laughs> Or, or we, we've been here as well where the promoter thinks our intro is too long so they're like go now <laughs> I think what it was I don't think that why well, I was shocked he, he got music because hardly any hills got music he got music but they should have the fast forward his music or something because that was horrible uh, so he comes out to that and then I put <laughs> he comes out Starts doing this horrible dancing. Then I put, I don't know who's less, <laughs> I don't know who has less rhythm, Chick Donovan or, or Soul Train Jones. Because <laughs> neither of them have any rhythm. I, I'm going to say Soul Train on this one, <laughs> just because Chick Donovan may be doing this as part of the gimmick. Yeah, uh, he's doing it, I put on here, he's doing his Chippendales gimmick on here. <laughs> Then I oh, put, man, he, he looks like... Chick Donovan is so funny because, like, A, he's still wrestling to this day. Yeah. Um, but B, he looks like a million bucks. Yeah, that's what I put on here. I said, I said he's doing his Chip and Dale gimmick. I said, Chick looks great. I said, and what is crazy, he is 40 years old when this was taped. He was 40 years old, had a body yeah. like this. Oh, you can see it in his face. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He started late, too, in wrestling. So, yeah, he looks 112 in the face, but he's got the body of a Jack 25 year old. Yeah, because I, I looked at because I put on a front of the person, he because I, I was looking, I said he's got to be about 35, late 30s in this. I was like, I'm gonna look it up, and I looked it up, and I was like, gosh, he was four, actually 40 years old at this time. And brother, he still has that head of hair. Yeah, he does this day. Yeah, he's still got his hair. So, um. Let's see. Uh, base up on here, um, he beats him on, beats on him. Uh, did a couple good suplexes, um, and then um, I put Haskins. Actually, had Donovan pinned twice, but Polly drew the ref, and then Chick come in. He with a swinging net breaker for the finish. Basically, wasn't much to it. Um, uh, but yeah, but it, I mean they they didn't they didn't job just can totally job out. Haskins, but because um, because he actually had him pinned a couple of times, so that was actually good. Because because my thing is though, Donovan's not going to be 
he don't get high on the cards when he's there. So, and for him to go in there just to totally squash Haskins, that would have been stupid. So, that was actually yeah, good. And, and Chick Donovan, like, I don't know, this is our first time seeing him on TV in a long time, correct? I know we haven't seen him in our watching. We, we saw an accidental shot of him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, so, it's his first time on TV. But they use Haskins in such a way that you're always thinking that he could pop off a win. Yep. So it felt like Donovan was adding more to that. Um, some of the distractions were pretty bad with Calhoun seeing the pin happen and then turning to yeah. Holly. Um, <laughs> but no, it, it was a good effort. <laughs> so David Haskins didn't do himself any favors with his selling, though, because he would just lay there and not move. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Donovan's pulling bigger moves than we've seen and doing them safer. Uh, best vertical suplex we've seen on Memphis TV. Yeah, it was good. Um, and that belly-to-back was the safest belly-to-back we've seen on Memphis TV. Because <laughs> everyone else in Memphis just wanted to plant you on their head. Yeah. Well. Um, I enjoy Donovan countering the crossbody. He just moves out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was and, and Haskins ate it. Yeah. And those chops were hard. Yeah. It was a good little. I mean, it got you know. I said it. It, it got Donovan over without killing Haskins. So. Yeah, yeah and I, I was hoping we we're going to get a promo too, because because Donovan's just so nuts. So with Paul Lee there to center it down, yeah. Donovan can go crazy. So, uh, they might have had an interview, but it probably you know it probably got it's probably cut out. Um, it seemed like he would have had one, or not then later in the show, but he never did. Like I said it could have been on the Memphis Memphis. Uh, Part of thing. So cut to break. Uh, this is Lance with the Evansville card. He runs down the whole card. Uh, first match is the Hunter versus Allen West. Bambi um, is the prize. The winner gets Bambi as the prize. That's nowadays that would not work. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I imagine a feminist <laughs> group would say women are not objects yeah. <laughs> and, and be protesting the heck out of this. Um, I wish it was Bambi on a pole. <laughs> Because if, if the match sucked, which it might, because Alan West is in it, at least Bambi could work the pole. There you go. All right. <laughs> That's the winner for the day, folks. Right there. Oh, man. Okay. So, <laughs> second match is Bubba Goliath versus Soul Train Jones and Rocky Johnson. Uh, we've already talked about it. It's a Harlem Gang match, which I don't know what that is, but we'll go with it. Uh, third match is the Rising Suns, Mr. Hilo and Mr. Shima versus Mark Starr and Fabulous One Steve Kern. Fourth match is Paul Diamond against Billy Travis in a grudge match. And then the main event, Paul, uh, Paul, blech, Pat Tanaka versus Jeff Jarrett in a stretcher match. Um, you know, it's not no Lawler and Idol, which Lawler and Idol's been in the main event almost basically, what, Eight weeks straight, so it was good to actually give a little off a night of the Evansville card. Yeah, and, and, and you've got a a real deep seated uh, storyline underneath. Yeah, I mean it's you know, uh, so that 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 could possibly draw, and especially you know if the boys went crazy and got a little blood ski and oh you know well, you know um, well you know uh, the fourth the fourth match definitely Travis got color he 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 got color a lot. And I'm sure in that stretcher match, somebody will have to, somebody will have to get color in that stretcher match. So, 
I think it was, I think it was, I, I, that was, you know, like I said, it's only five matches in a while now, but that was a good solid card. Uh, like I said, with the storylines, it has it. Uh, so they cut back to the studio, got Lance standing, and out comes Bruno, Patanaka, Paul Diamond. I put note, Bruno looks really slummy today, but he does have a nice Jeff Jarrett Stinks shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that he doesn't make his own shirts. He just like gets one of the boys' merch shirts yeah. and, add, and adds to it. Well, back then the boys didn't have shirts. The uh, company had the shirts. Oh, I'm so, it's still of the boys. <laughs> yeah, could, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, it was before gimmick days when. Uh, I, I bet Lawler had his own gimmicks. We own half the freaking promotion. Of course, I mean. <laughs> He gets a cut of everybody's gimmicks. <laughs> exactly. They're all his gimmicks. Exactly. So, uh, Bruno complains about Billy Travis being back. Said he's done lost two loser leave towns. And he's back, still back. Which, that's true. That pretty much kills your loser leave town for a long time. Um, and then I put, Paul Diamond looks like he left his makeup on <laughs> from the night, from the show... From the from last night's show and didn't freshen it up this morning from TVs. He was too hungover, too tired, being up all night with the rats. So he just left. He didn't. He just left the makeup on because it would look like it was about. He could barely see it. Then I put note. Looking at the makeup, I noticed Paul. Di <laughs> Paul Diamond's wearing these sunglasses that. Does not match his commando gimmick whatsoever. Did you see his sunglasses he had on? Yeah, they're those heel sunglasses that I think they, they just keep in Bruno's pocket. And anytime someone else turns, they have to wear those during the interview. It's the one, it, it's like, it's the... It, it looked like the Midnight Rocker sunglasses. Yeah, the little... The, yeah, the, it looked like it had a guitar on one side. Yeah, almost. that was crazy. Look, yeah, and I was like... And he's got the commando shirt. I was like... Oh, yeah. Uh, Whoever made that took his money, by the way. That shirt is terrible. Well, it's 87, man. You didn't have much. It was slim pickings back in, getting stuff made, you know? I think that was made with a Sharpie. <laughs> His shirt? No. Maybe, maybe some, fa some fabric paint and artistic frizzy at the hotel. Uh, yeah, I think so. yeah, maybe some, yeah, more of that. And he had a little bit of, kind of a color to it. I don't know. <laughs> Let's um, see. He talks. Um, the, uh, I wish his voice wasn't so bad. He, his voice doesn't match his body. His promo wasn't terrible. No, it just it just don't. But his voice. You'd see his big jacked up body, and it just. I think the sick man. I, he's he's got a bad accent. He's Canadian, but I I don't think he's French Canadian. But he has a. You can tell he has an accent. Billy Travis, I'm coming for you. <laughs> oh, it's it's so bad. Isn't it? And he sounds too nice, and that's probably from being Canadian. Yeah. But he's just yeah. he, he's like he's saying it politely. Yeah, yeah. He, he has no. Yeah, it's um. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's see what else did I put? Uh, Pat talks about his match with Jeff. Uh, then Bruno talks again about uh, Jeff Jarrett's shirt. And that's about all I got of that. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, got, I got one thing. That, well, two things. Let, let me just say, Pat, his delivery's better, but he's talking in circles. Yeah. Um, there, well, I mean, there's no... I mean, what, I mean, what else? I mean, it's really going to be hard to do, you know, talk about a stretcher match when they've... I mean, he's done laid him out. 
had him uh, carried off twice. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, it's kind of hard to really to do. Uh, I mean, where you go? I mean, it's kind of really hard to put it more than 20 seconds on it. You know? Yeah. Um, but when Bruno took back over, he had the line I, I think of the show. Um, said, Bruno said Jeff Jarrett's arms and legs look like spaghetti <laughs> hanging off a nail yes <laughs> he said that I just started dying laughing because I rewound I was like what did he say because I was writing stuff down and I rewound I was like oh my gosh <laughs> and like, I said yeah that was the spaghetti oh me okay so they um, Diamond Taco go to the ring uh, the graphics says Garmin and trailer, but then yeah. it starts out, and yeah, we see it, and it's not Garmin and trailer, it's David Haskins. David Haskins is in there, and, and uh, I said, Garmin had transportation problems. Now, then I put, I put okay, last week, <laughs> but last week they got you, JP. This week they got me. Last week <laughs> your boy had transportation problems. This week one of mine had transportation problems. <laughs> well, so uh, I'm looking at the uh, at the graphic, and I, I don't think anything about it. And then the graphic goes away, and they go closer to the ring, and I go, "Wait a second. Yeah, that's what I did too. I was, <laughs> I was still like, "Hold on, that's David Hask." <laughs> and I was like, "Dang, gum it!" So they open up, and Haskins uh, does a nice. Uh, drop you an arm drag. Oh yeah. And then um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> Paul Diamond, uh, Pat and Paul Diamond, they come in, they get on trailer. Um, <laughs> they come to do a double team on trailer, and Paul Diamond got lost. Did you notice that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They go to do the old uh, Tommy drop leg drop double team, <laughs> and. <laughs> Pat's going to turn around. Well, Pat goes to the incorrect side at first. But as he's going to correct, he goes to turn around. And Paul Diamond grabs him with a bear hug for yeah. a second. And when he did that, I'm like, oh, maybe this isn't what I thought they were going to I do. I know. Like, go as soon as they both got in, I was like, oh, atomic leg drop spot. <laughs> and then he grabbed the bear hug. I'm like, oh, this is going to be different. Yeah, when Trader looks up like, oh, that ain't, what's, that ain't what they said they was going to do. And then they drop, and then he drops Pat Schnocker on top of Trailer's head. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, trailer was sitting up like, wait, what's going on? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> he, got down, yeah, he looks up like, hold on, that ain't what they said they were going to do. And then all of a sudden, they turned, bam, bro. I was like, oh. <laughs> I said, man, that hurt. Uh, then they uh, Pat DDT uh, trailer for the finish. Um, that was really took an amazing bump, too. He took almost a spike bump, which yeah. we see spike bumps every day nowadays. But 87, back then, you didn't. Yeah. And uh, that was a really short match, and uh, then the after, really awkward ending. Yeah, they had they look like maybe he got hurt on when they dropped <laughs> Tanaka got dropped on oh, trailer's head or something on this. But then he took that DDT bump, and then it's like okay, well if he's hurt, he's really hurt now. And then they had the afterbirth, and Hassan comes in and just fire starts firing up on Tanaka. Um, then <laughs> they. Um, while he does oh, that, hits a pile yeah, yeah, yeah. While he's uh, firing up on uh, Tanaka, Diamond picks up trailer and pile drives him. Then David Johnson and Ron Nations come in and make the save, and then they start. They're going to do the old switcheroo like they did last week, in and out, in and out. <laughs> did you notice? 
when they got trailer out of the ring and David Johnson was in there and, and Tanaka snuck in around and went to hit and he hit David Johnson, the black guy had the silver robe on, and he like no sold it, so Pat grabbed him just peppered him right on the chin. He tatered him, man. He <laughs> he dropped. He dropped like a he dropped just straight down. I was like, Oh, hello. And I was like, Yeah, it, it got a little crazy. I, I I saw them amping up for the switch in and out. Yeah, and I got disappointed when it, it went to crap. It was done so well last week. I, I was anxious to see it again. Well, they came out there to stop it, but just it, they should have let them got two in good. But it, it got. I think. Um, I think. I don't think. Um, uh, Johnson and. Um, Nations, I, when they pulled him out, I don't, somehow, because I don't think, because that's, because Naka didn't even get to, um, get on trailer, he, actually, I said, he hit Johnson, and Johnson knows something, turned around, and Tanaka just looked at him, just, bam, just, just jabbed him right in the chin, and he just dropped, so I'm thinking they might have, did, I, something happened with the, but it was supposed to just be, you know, just like a boom, boom, and, because Eddie Marlin and Hell's come out there to break it up. But I think the two guys maybe saved it and didn't do it right. Yeah, I think they may, may have actually pulled out a uh, trailer too early. Yeah, I think that's what it was. I think that's what it was. But, um, but yeah, and then we get Eddie Marlin, uh, Mar- Eddie Marlin and Randy Hales out to run him out. Yeah, but my <laughs> team, he did, he popped him right in the jaw. Because I realized, like, I thought it was a working punch because he went up and put his hand the old you know when you the, the, you grab somebody's chin and you hit him. but when he hit him dude I was like no he he popped him he popped you know it wasn't like a you know just a just a floored him but it was a bam you know get your attention you know get your attention shot you know and he laid, he popped him around found his chin and like I said, he dropped and I was like whoa you know Cause he, he came here and hit him. Like I said he didn't. He knows basically no sold him, and I, you know, talking got mad, fired him up on that. Um, so Hales and Rant Marlin get out there and they finally get it stopped. <laughs> Did you see how they carried Trailer to the back? They wheelbarrowed him. <laughs> oh yeah, it was. Uh, they took no. I mean, they didn't take much care last week with was, was it Haskins? Yeah, got carried out last week. They didn't take much care with him, but they didn't give a crap about Benny Trailer. <laughs> I was like, I'm surprised man. they didn't grab him by his hair and just pull him to the back. <laughs> Drag him by his hair. <laughs> but yeah, I was, I was like, dang, they just, it's <laughs> like, you know, they really need to invest in a backboard as much as people get carried out. <laughs> I mean, even if it's just one of those canvas and, and two, uh, two wooden Well, you know, the thing is, I mean, I look back, I don't think they ever had a stretcher. They always use a chair. I always carried some out on it. They stretched them out on a chair on, in the studio. Yeah. Trying to save a buck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so they cut the break. Uh, they come back with Lance standing. Out comes Bruno, Bubba, and Goliath interview. Bruno complains about losing the belts and wants a rematch. He didn't get a rematch. Um, Macy back and forth about that. Uh, he get, Bruno gives Bubba his hat. And I kept trying to see what that hat was. Could you ever fi- figure it out? I, I didn't, but I love that he called him Downtown Bubba. Yeah, he gave him his head. He gave him his head and says, you're about Downtown Bubba today. 
and he also said that Lance had a hairpiece, which I haven't heard that one before. I've heard banana said? nose. Yeah, I've heard banana oh. nose. I've heard Baxter suits. Uh, but he said that he, he said that he had a a rug or a wig. I think or I couldn't tell what he said. I was wondering what he said. I was like, he cut him down, but I couldn't. I rewound a couple of times. I couldn't hear it. And I was like, eh. So if somebody's okay. <laughs> oh, that's that's like the old Vince McMahon thing. He always they said he always should tell uh, what's it Ventura to say he wore to make fun of his wig and he never wore a wig. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. So Bruno goes to the ring with Glide, takes his shirt off. Um, so it's it's <laughs> so is it so since it's downtown Bubba, so is it um, Big Bruno? <laughs> it, they should have called him Big Bruno. Yeah. So they get in there. Basically, Bruno says on the outside, Glide, which is normal stuff. He beats on him, slams him. Uh, basically, just you know, it goes to the second rope splash. And man, that splash was snug. Did you notice how far out he was and how far Goliath had to stretch? So when he hit, there was nothing to break Goliath's fall except for old boy. Yeah. Yeah, because he, yeah. he was out way Probably too far. That one. He was way too far out. And man, how did he hit? I said, oh man, because he was stretching far as he could to, to hit him. I was like, oh. So... They go for the cover. Even even Bubba counted three, but he picks him up, goes over, tags in Bruno. Bruno comes in, and did you notice this? Bruno starts hitting the ropes. Looks like he's going to go for the people's elbow, stops, drops down for the cover. And I sit, and I put it on notes. Now we know where Rocky, um, uh, uh, the Rock, whatever his name is, the Rock, got the people's elbow from. He got it from downtown Bruno because he was there because his daddy was working for the company. That's very possible, actually. Uh, you know, it, uh, I'm trying to think how old Rock would have been at this time. He would have been... Uh, yeah, he he's still been in school, so yeah. He would have been 15, to six, 15 years old, 14 to 15 years old. Yeah, no, absolutely. That, to that totally could have been it. And uh, I, I, honestly, Bruno has worked with WWE forever. Yeah. So, I mean, he could have asked Bruno. And Bruno's like, I got this idea. How about you run, run across him two times and then do something really stupid? Yeah. But I think he, because I'm sure he was there and he saw that because he hit, hit, hit. And he went, you can see him, he pulled up and went to, and he said, no, nah, and he got down and just pinned him. One, two, three. And you know what I wish he would have done? Would have been even better. Dropped an elbow? No. When he covered him, after one, two, three, looked at Kyle and said, count to five. Because <laughs> he done got, I mean, dude was done killed from the splash. And you know what I'm saying? He got yeah. the five. And it made him put even more, well, it put that, more that, that heat on Bruno. Gimmick. Huh? That was Bigelow's gimmick previous. At there? Bigelow had done a five count on one of the squash matches that we covered. Oh, he did. I thought he just, yeah. was just. I thought he just stayed on top of him and didn't want to. Was it okay? Well, uh, well, it's, right. it's one of the squash matches. He goes count to five, and the ref counted two more. Okay. Well, you know, Bruno probably didn't watch that. <laughs> no, that's true. Well, I watched it in every other segment. Well, I watched it and didn't even pay attention. So. <laughs> but I'm just saying that would have got him a lot more. It got Bruno some more heat that you know that. Glides at all the work. He comes there and, and not only gets a three count, he gets a five count, you know. 
Hey, and you know, Bruno's deceptively athletic. Yes, he was hopping over the top the ring. Yeah, and and he, he's skinny as rail, but cut up. He's not skinny fat, dude. That's what I put on here. I said then uh, Bruno comes over to the desk. <laughs> Why he's going over the desk? Bubba and Goliath walk right in front of the camera and <laughs> cut the picture off big time. <laughs> you see, you can't see anything. And then finally they get out of the camera view and you see Bruno talking to him at the desk and he starts flexing. And yet for a skinny dude, he's got a little, you know, he, not much chest, but he got some little muscly arms there for, you know, he's not just sticking bones, you know? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's got a little bit of arms, he's got some six-pack ab- action going on. And the, Bruno's done some push-ups at least. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so <laughs> but he made, well, the whole time walking back, Walking out, he's sitting there flexing to the camera while he's leaving. <laughs> okay, so they uh, cut the break. They come back. It's the Evansville car with the plug. Mark Starr comes in and plugs his match with um, Steve Kern. Said Steve Kern left a little message for the people in Evansville. Uh, put on here, Mark Starr cannot talk to save a lick. <laughs> it wasn't a great promo, but when I saw him, I just thought of his brother, Chris. You know, but here's the thing. I thought about this after I wrote that down. This, you know, he, he's he been doing stuff in Florida, but he hadn't got a push in Florida. So he, I don't think he's had any mic time down there. If he has, it's very limited. Very, very limited. So this is actually probably his first talking on TV. So, you know, it's going to be rough, you know. Because um, he's never had an opportunity to talk, um, so uh, he does that. Then uh, uh, Soul Train Jones, Rocky Johnson come in to plug their match. That um, uh, Harlem Ghetto, whatever beatdown brawl thing, whatever it is. Soul Train, <laughs> he says it's going to be an Evansville gang fight. Um, he says Rocky Johnson's at two eighty five, and Rocky says I'm at two eighty now. So. Rocky's weight's going up and down. I don't know where it's going. Well, um, he did the same thing last week. Corrected yeah. him to 280 from 285. Yeah. And so I hated it last week. I thought it was a goof. Yeah. Now I think it's funny. Yeah, yeah. Like, if this was today, that'd be a t-shirt with two cartoons of them and word bubbles. 285 pounds, I'm 280. Yeah. Like, that'd be a t-shirt. It's still a lot. <laughs> it was actually entertaining. Yeah. Soul Train still can't talk. No, he cannot. But that, that little back and forth is good. <laughs> it's horrible. And Rocky basically, basically, he just, um, he don't, he don't get in depth. He just kind of, you know, basically to the point, kind of, you know, basically, you know, he don't really go, he just kind of basically lays it out like it is, you know? Yeah, and I, I like two things that he did. Um, one, I really liked the, well, he built up uh, Bubble and Goliath. He didn't downplay them. Yeah. And he said that they're rough, tough, and hard to bluff. I liked that. Yeah. Um, but another thing I liked that he did is he he made the, the, the street match or whatever, he made it more Southern because he said, hey, man, it's just old down-home street fight. That's yeah. all it is. That's- and... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, the people in Memphis aren't going to, if they don't understand what, what a Harlem gang fight is, they see that as, as bad and nasty. You know what I mean? So, see, a little that's south like, in it. See, that's like earlier when I said, when I first uh, talked to me you in know, the first uh, Edmondsville rundown, I said, what's a Harlem street fight? 
he and he comes down. He basically explains it. it's just a old, you know. He basically dumbs it down for everybody because it's just a regular old street yeah, fight. Yep. So he so like I said, it was it wasn't nothing stand out, but it was to the point and got it you know short and to the point and because uh, they, they don't need, they're not mad because they've been they've won the belts they won last week so so they he don't need to go out there all fired up and everything so it, it was it was what they needed and um. And if he did, if it was too much, he was probably afraid that Soul Train would would try to talk back, would start back up and <laughs> say something stupid. So, okay, so they cut to the, back to the studio. Lance announces uh, they're going to have a Super Eight Man Tag Team coming up, but out comes Hunter and Bambi. Hunter starts off talking and talks about Alan West. <laughs> I put it out comes out and starts talking about. Alan West molesting Bambi. So that that is the technical term for molesting. I know, but, but it I sounds know. so much worse. I know. And then he talks a little more. Then he says molesting again. Yeah, it is because I'm. Uh, I have a picture. Well, I used to. I don't know where it's at now, but uh, oh gosh, this was 2003, probably two something like that. I was down at Gulfport, Mississippi, down on the beach, and I had a sign that said "No molesting of the wildlife." <laughs> So yeah, it's what it, yeah. It, but but wait, wait, but where, where every, were you again? Uh, Gulfport, Mississippi. Eh, Mississippi. It may have been. <laughs> oh, okay. You on a roll today, ain't you? Yeah, so, but, but to the people watching that watches wrestling, they hear they hear that they're not think they're thinking what I was thinking when I wrote down. Yeah. Alan West turned super heel. Yeah. Yeah. Alan West molested Bambi. Yeah, what? He, he says it. Yeah, and he says it twice. He said it again. Um, then then I say I put a note. I said, "What did Hunter do to his goatee? What did he? Do you yeah. notice that?" Yeah, he had, he had the, the Hogan handlebars, and then he had two little strips inside, bleached blonde, too. Yeah, okay, I got that as well. I couldn't, tell if it was, I couldn't tell if it was shaved or bleached. I was wondering, I was like, because that quality, you know, ain't the best. I kept looking, I was like, is it shaved or bleached? I was like, oh, it's one or the other. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he may, I guess, last week come out there, come from head to toes. He wasn't head to toes, but he had, to, he had a little something different <laughs> So he got, uh, let's see. Okay, he calls out Wes. Alan Ru- <laughs> calls, he calls out, he, <laughs> he calls Wes Alan, Ru- <laughs> Alan, he calls Alan Wes Lance Russell. Did you notice that? Yeah, 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 that was funny. <laughs> I was like, and I was like, dude, come on. Yeah, he's, he's gonna fight Lance now. Yeah, I was like, he's just like, he's, yeah, and Lance just no salt at eight. And at least he didn't say Lance Russell molested Bambi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, Lance, Lance had hate with his wife when he got home. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so Wes comes out, they go back and forth with words, and then they start fighting. I, I put here, Hunter slugs Alan West for cutting a bad promo. Yeah, he comes, yeah, he comes out and. It's like he just can't talk. But it was great. Like he's talking, he's talking. Hunter gets a little close and this little short shot. Yeah. So in my mind, it was that promo sucked. Wham. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah. It's like okay. That's I might have called somebody the wrong name, but yours just all around just sucks. Bam. <laughs> so he gets on and they they start brawling and then Shima Shimo <laughs> Shima Hilo and Jack Hart come out and they all start uh, beating on West. 
Uh, turn my page. Soul Train Jones, March Star. They come out for the save. There's about a, a big 30-second brawl. Everybody on the floor. And it spills into the ring. And Lance says, oh, we'll just start our eight-man tag from here. So they go into their eight-man tag. And this is our first look at Jack Hart, even though he's been in the territory almost a month now. This is our actual, which he's probably been seen on Memphis TV on the, the longer show. But for the loop tape, this is his actual first studio appearance that we've got to see Jack Hart, which is Barry Horowitz. And, uh, <clears throat> oh, I had to get a slip there. <laughs> we didn't really see a lot from him, though. I mean, he, he, did, he came in and did a few things. It's an eight-man tag. You yeah. can't do much. Um, it, it, they, they settled it down for a second and yeah. then just went right back well, to the fight. I put it here. I put um, Alan West comes in. He's got Shima in there. Akio Sato. And I put, he goes to press slam Shima and about loses him on the way down. Did you notice that? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was ugly. He's yeah. not as strong as he thinks he is. No, he's strong, but he don't know how to do stuff. He's strong, but he get, he, he don't know. You can tell he has very limited of anything. Uh, yeah, he gets him up there. When he come to go down, he just, it, it got, yeah. Uh, I put on, uh, then, uh, let's see. Mark Starr comes in, gets a little heat, and then I put, and I put a little note. Not only does Mark Starr can't talk, he has the horrible hair on, on TV. His hair looked it's so bad. It's like a Jufro. Nope. Was that racist? Probably a little bit. Sorry. But go ahead. It's Memphis TV from the 80s. I got to fit in, right? <laughs> it, it, it was very fluffy and an awkward blonde. Yeah. It just, it, it just looked weird. If you're going to bleach your hair, go nearly white blonde. Don't do this weird golden blonde unless you're golden boy shaped Donovan. Yeah, it needs to be long, not, not, it needs to be straight, <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Um, let's see. Oh, Jack Hart did a nice gut wrench. You see that gut wrench suplex? Yeah, yeah, that gut wrench suplex looked really good. And then uh, Rocky Johnson come in, did a little shuckling, shuckle, a little shucking jive. Yeah, grab the arm. I don't know what you, I'll call the shucking jive. I don't know actually what you call it. A little... With the shuffle feet gimmick, it, it was the something shuffle. I can't I remember was, what I was it was called. Say, I always called the the shucking job. <laughs> uh, Rocky Johnson goes to press slam uh, Shima. Uh, the, everybody comes in, be eight way. Um, Alan West, Hunter spill onto the floor. Uh, West goes flying over the desk. West. With a horrible looking slam of Hunter on the desk. Did you see that? He tried to slam. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I actually, I, I knew this was going to go down to a brawl. Oh, yeah. But I, I was hoping it was going to be a really good brawl, like the last one we saw with Hunter and Alan West. Yeah. And they couldn't do it twice. No, no, no. <laughs> but I put on here. They were on the floor, but they're still in the ring, and Tojo sneaks around and pops Rocky Johnson with, with the cane, and Rocky Johnson powders that and starts chasing Tojo. <laughs> and I, I love how Tojo runs, too. Yeah. He runs because he runs he's got short little legs, <laughs> like a cartoon character. Yeah. It's tremendous. He's running, and, he, and Rocky's running fast, too, so Tojo's he's like shoot running fast as he can get out of there. <laughs> that was funny looking. Uh, so they're all out on the floor. Um, 
I don't even think it's sleep. Blah, blah, yeah, everybody's brawling on the floor. Finally, the hills powdered in the back. That's about all I got on that. that that's about all, all it was. We yeah. only see a big, weird group hug. We're all friends from the baby faces, <laughs> and we go to break. Uh, so we go to break, uh, and they cut back from the break, and Lance and Dave's already talking about the, what they saw in the eight man. Uh, then he pitches it. Lance pitches it to Dave for the for the today's show run result rundown. And as soon as he started, it cuts off. So we got no opening. We got no close. We got '80s VCR taped wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> People didn't know how to work VCRs back then. <laughs> but we got checked out of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe. And I, oh, I know what I put on here. Uh, that eight man. When I was like, you know, I would love to have seen Akio Sato, Shima, Mr. Shima, and Pat Tanaka as a tag team. That would have been good. Because, man, Shima, uh, Sato was so aggressive his kicks and stuff, and Pat was just so crisp with his kicks and stuff. I mean, I mean, they're two small guys, but for Memphis, man, man, they would have been good. A good little hill team right there. They worked, I mean, they worked against each other for so much that, you know, in 86, but man, if, if, if they well, were I mean, they did tag. It wasn't for much long, it wasn't a, like a, you know, steady. I mean, they, they were the Orange Express before. Oh, I'm talking, about for, I'm talking about Memphis. Oh, no, absolutely. But like, we got to see how good of a tag team they were. Yeah, but that was. But Akio Sato was. By the time he got to New York, he was old. You know. Uh, so he, I mean, he was still good. Like, you know, oh, yeah. I, I, I still prefer the Bad Company or Orient Express, but man, yeah. they're good. But just this time period, man, I think. If if they didn't put put Diamond in that spot, man, him and Akio Sato could have been just really. They would have been worked really good together. Even like I said, they're both really short guys, smaller guys. But man, just the like I said, the aggressiveness of of uh, Akio Sato, and then Tanaka's just crisp work. You know, everything he did was solid, crisp, clean. It looked so good, you know. And then I said that, and then that just that viciousness of um, Kyo Sato. But um, so it was a good little show. Um, we got two videos we hadn't seen before, and two videos in one one week was good. Um, and, um, you know, had a few laughs with stuff. Um, the loop tape against Stooges off stuff before you get to see it, but I mean that's just the way it is. Um, what a bad little show. What do you think? No, yeah, I enjoyed myself. Um, it flew by. Yeah, it did flow good. Had a good flow. Had a really good flow. Yeah, had, had a real good flow. Nothing, you know, besides the placement of the loop tape, but, but like, that's that's every time we watch. Yeah, it's, it's gonna, something yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's going to happen. It, it, um, it, you know. But, I mean, beyond that, there weren't many giant flubs. Like, we haven't had a whole lot to really make fun of. No. Um no. No, it was some good stuff. Like I, it it wasn't okay. So it wasn't like the show we watched a few weeks ago that ended on a crazy brawl where we're like, that was great. Yeah. 
But it wasn't a, a show that we're talking about how terrible it was. Yeah. It was just a good little show. Yeah, it was a good solid show. Good solid show. Um, yeah, they, it, that one where went, that one that went off that brawl and that, that there's you ain't gonna top that for a while. Um, yeah, and, 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 and a whole show for a whole show like this was a better whole show than that one was, but that one just yeah. ended so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, like I said, it's a good little solid show. Uh, I haven't looked at next week. See, I'm hoping it's a whole studio show. Um, we've been pretty lucky here lately. <laughs> We've had a good little run of all studio shows, so. Um, but it's um, it's fixing to get crazy. Um, I'm hope I'm hoping the loop because I know the Memphis thing they're fixing to start gearing up for the Island Lawler cage match. So um, it's getting close. I just hope the loop the loop shows um, show enough of it, like you know, because I remember very vaguely. Um, is this the, the haircut cage match? Yes, yes. Oh God, with a terrible payoff. Okay. Yeah. And also, the match was great, but yeah, Lawler screwed the people big time. That's yeah. one of the reasons I don't like Lawler. He screwed. He if many guys had did the job and and shaved their heads, shaved their heads, shaved their wives' heads. Exactly. I mean, they got paid good. I mean, uh, like Cornette says that. You know, there was a down payment on their house for, you know, the Dundees. But still, everybody and their brother shave their head for you. Shave your head. You know? It just, it, you know, that's one of the, one of the things, reasons I, I, I should not like him. Because I, I think that he should have did what was, he, that was bad business, I think. You know, his ego got in the way. You know? He had a crew cut. A very long crew cut. Like a number... Probably look like like a, like a number six guard, you know. So, but I don't know. But then we have, it should be getting close because that was in that was in May. So we're we're one we're getting yeah we're we're up next week. We'll be in toward the end of May. So I uh, got about two minutes here. Um, anything else you want to talk about the show? No, man, I think we covered it all. Uh, I was glad to finally see some Chick Donovan. Uh, we're getting some new talent from Florida popping in. Yep. yep. Uh, I'm looking for, and I, now knowing that we're going into that cage match, uh, I know it's got to heat up between uh, Idol and and Lawler. So I'm looking forward to what we got ahead. Yep, yep. Yeah, I, like I said, yeah, I got new talent coming in. Um, so we finally got to see uh, Stretcher Jack Hart. Um, we've seen, uh, like I said, we've seen... Um, um, Mark Star a few times. Uh, it was our first for Chick Diamond. So everything's looking good. Um, also, uh, go visit Scott Teal's Crowbar Press. Um, Scott's got some good and cool stuff on there. Show him some love. Um, but yeah, that's about it. And visit Memphis Wrestling Tees. I, I just checked it is still up. Okay, yeah. Um, any purchase made there will definitely help uh, Scott Bowden's family. Yeah, yeah. Please go. Yeah, if it's still up, go. Go. Yeah, I know everybody. They got really cool merchandise. Yeah, out they, there. yeah, really cool stuff. I know like, everybody's. You know, right now it's a tough time for everybody. But if you got a little extra, you know, show them some love because you know he was a good dude. But um, all right, folks. Well, we got about uh, about thirty seconds left, so I'll put this up uh, whenever, probably tonight or tomorrow. So just look on the Facebook page, um, the No Budget Podcast Center, and it'll be up. And uh, for Jeremiah Plunkett, Quint Charisma. Hey, that's me. Thanks for listening. God bless. Stay safe and bye-bye, everybody.